So one week from now, we will be in Atlantic City. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's pretty exciting. It is quite exciting. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I am Craig Stone. On the other end of the line is Kyle Askin. How's everyone doing? So first and foremost, it seems that Caesars has fixed the Total Rewards website. I agree. You pointed it out to me, uh, I don't know what, earlier this week? Yeah. That you're like, holy shit, I think they actually fixed the site. And I checked and I confirmed. It looks like for the first time in like three months. Uh, the site is automatically incorporating all the deals correctly, and everything seems better. Yeah, the first time I noticed it, I was like, this is an insane bank error in my favor, like, just comps all the time. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is all weekday comps. And it's February. And it's February, and this is what I would get if I put in my codes, so I think they just fixed it. Which is the way it always used to be, right? Like, that's the way it worked for years, so they finally got it back. So, you know, I'm assuming that nobody at Caesars has ever heard of us, but I'm still no. taking credit because we had an episode called Caesars Fix Your Website. So And they did. So I'm going to, you know, there's obviously no cause and effect there, but just by timeline that we posted that first and that it happened, I think we can take credit. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that we got it done. So a quick state legislation update, um, something that we've been talking a lot about. Uh, Hopefully we'll not have to talk too much about it, but the big news uh, a little over a week ago was Atlantic City saying they were going to be out of money on February 24th, which is, you know, about 10, 10, 11 days from now. Uh, So what happened was a court ruled that Borgata could basically – not pay their taxes until AC Atlantic City either pays them what Atlantic City owes them or that amount is covered. And um, there had been we had talked a little bit about are they actually going to do that? Is that in their best interest? You know, to make Atlantic City go bankrupt. And Atlantic or, and Borgata is now saying yes, we are taking that option. We are not going to pay our taxes. So the uh, that does not seem to be good. Christian Hetrick, who's a Press of Atlantic City writer, posted just today on Twitter that City Council President Marty Small says that February 24th sort of drop-dead date uh, is grossly overrated and that city employees will get paid. But, I mean, whether it's the 24th or a week from then or whatever, like, this is bad news, right? Yeah. um, It doesn't seem like great news for the city. Uh, I mean, so there's a couple of interesting points that come out of this. Uh, So first, there is the question of why is Borgata doing this? Because it would seem that it may not necessarily be in their best interest to try to push it this hard, because like I said, I don't know, two or three episodes ago, um, the last thing Borgata actually wants is Atlantic City to declare bankruptcy, A, because it would be bad for their business, and B, because it would be bad for them actually getting these back taxes paid back to them. 
So I all I can assume is that they must be like, eh, it doesn't really matter anymore. The state's going to come in and make Atlantic City whole, so we may as well just push as hard as we can to get as much money as we can, I assume, unless you have another theory. No, I think that's probably right. Um, but you you brought up the point that they're that Borgata doesn't really have a whole lot of leverage, right? That you know, this... I mean, it's come up in a couple stories I've read. I mean, people are pointing out Borgata actually has no leverage. They have none. I mean, this money that they're owed isn't backed up by any collateral whatsoever. I mean, if the city declares bankruptcy, Borgata is going to be completely screwed. Right, and and I think it was uh, Dennis Levinson of Atlantic County, the Atlantic County executive, who said basically, like, why would you pay them when you know they have no leverage and they're going to get pennies on the dollar if they actually go if if they actually let Atlantic City go bankrupt? So, well, I mean, the sort of thing is they're not paying them. Or God is just not right. paying their taxes, right? And they say that they're just going to be made whole when you know the differences even out. But uh, so. This I see this isn't on our uh, agenda for today, but have you did you read briefly a bit earlier in the week uh, the Levinson stuff and what Sweeney was talking about with the with the Atlantic County bonds? Yeah, where uh, after this all came out, you see when he's like, well, you know, what really should happen is Atlantic County needs to be the people that bail out uh, Atlantic City because they've got a really good bond rating, unlike. Atlantic City and unlike the state of New Jersey and you know if Atlantic City doesn't pay them back then we'll come back in and probably make Atlantic County whole right and <laughs> and my first reaction to that was like that's just is that even legal I mean that just sounds ridiculous uh and and Levinson was very quick to be like nah we're not we're not doing that we're not risking our rating and I think the latest is that is that Moody's or somebody said like this is already hurting your rating, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> the, like the mere fact that you've been mentioned in the same sentence as Atlantic City, <laughs> right? Like the fact that that Atlantic City is in so much trouble is already hurting Atlantic County. Um, so, <laughs> it, kind of a warning, right? Of like, do this and you are really boned. So, kind of a, the whole thing was so ridiculous. I didn't. That's why I didn't include it in 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 the show I mean, it's notes. Just, I don't know what I read about it. Just cracked me up. It's like. I mean, you want to talk about someone having no leverage. Like, what leverage does the state of New Jersey have to make Atlantic County do this? Right, yeah. Steve Swinney, I guess he's from Gloucester, right? Because he's like, well, if this were up in Gloucester, you know, we'd handle this at the local level, and we wouldn't have to get the state involved to take care of this. Yeah, no, the whole the suggestion was so ridiculous. But still, like, somehow not out of character at all for, like, Christie or, or Sweeney, right? Like, it wasn't really surpri- a surprising thing to say, other than it just seemed so stupid. <laughs> I don't know. It just cracked me up. So, yeah, oh, totally ridiculous. Um, so the other thing is the state financial, uh, I don't know. They're not calling it a takeover. It's really hard not to call it a takeover now. Um, but they're sort of assuming more uh, a more active role in Atlantic City's finances. And so this appears that to be on track to be introduced Tuesday. It was supposed to be introduced this past Wednesday, and that never happened. And and people in Atlantic City were apparently like, "Oh, we we were waiting for this." You you were all saying it was going to happen Wednesday, and just you know nobody told us anything. <laughs> so right, and like like I told you on G Chat, what I originally read sort of at the beginning of this week is that it was actually Sweeney who said that like for them to make like the have any chance of getting the money into Atlantic City by April first, it had to be passed by yesterday, I think. And then he he's the one who's going to introduce this, and he didn't even introduce it. 
yet. Right. So now there's a draft of the bill, and that's been uh, posted by, or at least described by the press of Atlantic City, Christian Hedrick again. Um, so he's going to be the the journalism star of this episode, apparently. Uh, so basically, the the rundown is that it'll give state the state power for the next five years, not 15, like was originally uh, discussed. And Hetrick wrote that it would give the director of the state local finance board authority to restructure municipal debt, dissolve or transfer any municipal board, authority, department, or commission, sell, lease, dispose of, or monetize city-owned assets, and amend or terminate contracts and collective negotiation agreements. So to me, this sounds like they're just going to appoint one dude, and that guy's going to have a whole hell of a lot of power. Uh, yeah. That's what it sounds like to me as well. So that's, that seems like a takeover in a pretty direct sense. (laughs) Uh, uh, I I don't know. I mean, I wonder, I wonder if any of this is going to change or is changing because, you know, honestly, Chris Christie didn't do as well in New Hampshire as I think he probably wanted to or needed to, to remain relevant. So I wonder if if it seems like he's not going to be the next president of the United States, and I wonder if that changes some things. But I don't know. We'll see. I think we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, it, just because this gives them the power to do that doesn't mean that they're actually going to to do it. So, you know, maybe this person's just going to be sitting there, like, holding the the keys or, you know, with his finger on the, the red button, <laughs> uh, ready to, to nuke the joint if things go wrong. Um, but he'll kind of let the city council and Don Guardian try to try to do what's best first. At least that would be my hope, and I'm assuming that's what the city council and what Don Guardian are hoping for. Yeah, I mean, so the thing for me that, I, I don't know, I think I'm still kind of, it just, it, it felt like the whole thing has felt a little funny, like how Don Guardians went along with this, and then the whole city council went along with it, right. and how everybody seems kind of, like, fine with it going down like i wonder if like i'm i feel like there's like going to be another shoe that drops at some point and like then it's like all going to make sense but i I still don't really get it right now yeah something has to come out i think you're right something has to come out here like so so something like there's just something i don't understand that's going on do you think it's something that we're not going to know until we start seeing it in action or it'll just become more clear when they vote on stuff I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe it's. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not going to get passed in this form at all, or maybe it's. I mean, it seems like it is though, because you know, Whalen says that he's okay with it, and. I don't know. Yeah, and, I don't know. And Whalen would be the primary opposition. Like, I, I don't understand why, there, like, there's no one in Atlantic City talk, speaking out about this. So. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that they're just in such dire straits that they feel like they don't have a choice. Maybe. Uh, so one thing that it does not allow is is for the state to sell or do anything else with the uh, municipal utilities authority for one year. So basically, right. uh, Sweeney and Christie had really pushed for the city to sell um, their utilities, and the city was really against it. And so this seems like it's some sort of compromise of saying, hey, give us a year to sort of figure this out, and then if it's still desperate, we'll we'll talk again in a year. Yeah. I mean, 
I think given a lot of the stuff that's come out over the last two or three weeks about uh, Flint and about what happened when the state took over the city of Flint's water supply, I mean, I, I would assume that would have people, at least in Atlantic City, city a little bit gun-shy about the state coming in and running their water supply when, by all accounts, the city's done a fine job of running it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. So more upbeat news, more fun Less less state legislature bureaucracy. Uh, the Wild Wild West, one of my former favorites, now not so much, is making some changes. So when we went last time, and we discussed this on, I think, our very first episode, the Wild Wild West had removed the mountain scene, sort of, that, that was there right when you walked in from the boardwalk, and it was this weird broken animatronic cowboy and donkey. He was actually a miner. Uh, you know, and, and originally I think he was like kneeling down and and sifting through the water for gold and then he was like sort of propped up like a weekend at Bernie's character. Um I guess Bernie would be that character. But anyways, that then it was just flat sort of weird fake textured floor and a stage. And so what they have now put in that empty area is the Boardwalk Saloon. So that is opening this weekend. I'm assuming it is open right now. And basically they are trying to go after the young people, which is something we've talked about quite a bit. Uh, They say it's going to have indoor and outdoor seating. Atlantic City Weekly reported on this and had some quotes from Bally's Regional Vice President of Food and Beverage, Joseph Giunta. And I'm going to assume that this is just from a press release, but maybe that's wrong. Uh, He says, the saloon has front row seats to where the entertainment is. The miner is dead and gone, which is very sad. I I like the miner. Uh, Well, in his previous iteration, I liked the miner. Uh, Think urban country, Americana with corrugated tin on the front of the bar. A lot of distressed wood. Distressed wood, Kyle. Distressed wood. Uh, Festoon lighting and uniforms for the staff that will include... Daisy Duke jean shorts for the ladies with vests and jeans and biker vests for the guys. I don't know why there are two types of vests listed, um, but seems like it's kind of an expansion of the mountain bar. It's in the same area as the mountain bar. Yeah, it sounds basically the same. I mean, to me, it sounds kind of like that mixed with like, I don't know, Coyote Ugly or something like that. And so Junta followed up by saying the idea is to round out the vision of an entertainment venue and an, an appeal to a younger demographic. He says they'll have a great frozen drink menu, handcrafted whiskey cocktails, and 16 taps, many of which will pour fun, hard-to-find craft beers. So I like hard-to-find craft beers. I will be interested to see if it's actually, like, good... South Jersey local breweries or maybe even Philly breweries and not, you know, Sam Adams Seasonal and Shock Top and Line and Kugels and Goose Island, which are all owned by huge, you know, Miller or or Anheuser-Busch. So we'll see what that actually is. Does this interest you at all? Sure. I'd go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like beer. 
I like drinking. Yeah. Uh, yes. I like I like the atmosphere of the Wild Wild West if it's if it's hopping. <laughs> Have you? Uh, I don't think I'd ever. You know, I've been going to Atlantic City for a while. I don't know if I'd ever describe Wild Wild West as hopping. I think when they had the cheap table games in that big corridor that's now totally empty, it wasn't like it wasn't necessarily hopping, but it was it had a good crowd and it had a young crowd, and that was like the place that I like to gamble because I was cheap and young, uh, and that's gone now. You loved you some uh, dollar blackjack with a quarter ante. Yeah, the best part was that was it Craig, our friend Craig, who was playing there, and the dealer was just saying how it's like the worst bet in the casino. Because you're giving them giving a quarter. The, right. <laughs> you're giving, you're like, here's 25% house edge before we even play the game. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not good for you. No. So that's the saloon. Uh, I've seen pictures. It kind of looks like it's just, well, I've seen an artist rendering and then pictures during construction. Kind of looks like it's just stuck in the middle of that floor. So I'm interested to see what the actual execution is. You know how they section it off. There were no seats in what I saw, so that's not necessarily the best uh, <laughs> the best thing to go on. But you know, we'll hopefully go see it next week, and uh, we can talk talk about it with a more uh, educated point of view. Yeah, check it out. So. The other, a couple other things, the AC Snack Shack is going to be opening in the old Wild About Wings space in early April. That was like the stack, snack stand by the Mechanical Bull uh, and the beer pong tables. Mm-hmm. It is a grab-and-go concept, according to the article. I'm guessing it's going to be almost exactly the same as Wild About Wings. I would, I would think so. So not not too much to get excited about there. The other thing that Spally's really wanted to promote and sent an email out, very excited about, is Guy's Barbecue Joint, opening in May with a boardwalk storefront. I'm assuming that this is where Gaptooth Gerties was. And if you don't know what Gaptooth Gerties is, I don't know that I can explain it because I'm not sure I ever saw it open. Uh, it used to be Guthrie's, right? Was Gu- I thought Guthrie's was the snack stand, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't think so. I think it was like sort of under that escalator you go down when you're coming from Caesars. So, yeah, so that's where Gap Tooth Gerties is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming, just based on the, the artist renderings, that that's also going to be where Guy's Barbecue Joint will be. It's kind of an odd space in that even when you it go is- down the escalator, you could miss it. Right. It is super weird because it's like behind you as you go down the escalator. But I'm assuming that they're relying on boardwalk walk-ups. Like the the draw is going to be people walking down the boardwalk. Right. So, well, so it's not much of a draw except for, you know, like three months out of the year. But right. Sure. Uh, So there is a guy's barbecue joint in the Baltimore Horseshoe. And that, as I understand it, is the only other one that exists. So, uh, as you know, me and a bunch of my buddies down here went to the Horseshoe uh, last weekend, and we did eat at Guy's, but we ate at Guy's Kitchen and Grill, I believe, not the barbecue joint. But surprisingly, so there's like a very 
famous, or at least famous among my friends, review of one of Guy Fieri's restaurants in the New York Times from a few years ago. That's absolutely amazing. So we thought that our experience at Guy's was going to just be horrible. And the only reason we went is because the other two restaurants in the Horseshoe were closed at Saturday at noon for some reason, but whatever. They were closed, so we had to go to Guy's to use, you know, I had the $100 diamond meal credit, basically. So we used that at Guy's, and it was surprisingly mediocre. I mean, it was fine. Mediocre as a compliment in this instance. Mediocre as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was better than I thought it would be. I mean, it was was (laughs) totally fine. It wasn't great. I don't know if I want to go back, but it's like, if it's open and you're there, it's like completely acceptable. That's, you know, that's not the highest praise, but it's... It's also not as damning as that New York Times article, for sure. It, it surpassed expectations. But I think the, the key was, like, our expectations were, like, super low. Yeah. I mean, my expectations for Guy's Barbecue Joint are certainly super low. Samuel is interested in having some Guy Fieri cooked food. Yes, he's interested in barking outside for nothing, probably. Anyways. So, moving on to... Something we've talked about in the last episode, which was our our listener, Steve, uh, who actually was at the Golden Nugget when we recorded the last episode. So we kind of were wondering, like, maybe he's there, maybe he's having a good time. He wrote back to say he was indeed there, uh, and he has a little trip report for us. So I just want to sort of run down what he had to say, and and we can talk a little bit about his experience and his uh, what he got from the host and all that kind of stuff. So he said the casino, he liked the way the casino flowed and the layout with the bars. If you want to take a break, there are multiple options without having to walk too far. The only negative for me was that there were not as many table games as Caesars or Bally's. Uh, We did not play table games at all at Golden Nugget, so I can't really speak to that. He said the rooms, uh, the room was very clean, which is the only thing I really cared about. The beds were comfortable and I was pleased with the conditions. I felt the bathroom was small, which was the only negative. I would say the room was better than the rooms at Bally's, but not as nice as the Centurion Tower at Caesars. Uh, he was not super impressed with Vic and Anthony's steak. Uh, he said everything else there was good. Uh, he said the food at the Chairman's Club was outstanding, although there was a little bit less of a selection than the Diamond Lounges. And overall, he said, I'm happy with the experience, and I'm most likely switching from Caesars to the Golden Nugget. The host I have gave me a chairman card right off the bat, took care of my room and food. Now the question becomes, do I stay at Caesars if my friend's host is going to take care of me the same as the guy at the Golden Nugget, uh, or do I split my time? Meaning, so he has a he has a friend who has a host at Caesars. Um, he also now, I think, had a host reach out to him from Caesars. So he's wondering, you know, if, if he's going to get the same treatment from Caesars, should he switch? He said, I may end up going with the Golden Nugget, uh, going to the Golden Nugget when I'm by myself, and when I go with my friends, go to Caesars. So what do you think about that plan, sort of, you know, when he's got the buddy with the host, go to Caesars, otherwise go use his host at Golden Nugget? I think that's fair. Um, I mean, so in the hierarchy of, like, what's important to get comped, uh, frequency of trips definitely is a factor and you will get comp better if you come back more often, but it's not nearly as important as how much you play at the casino per trip. So I would definitely say no matter what, if you're going to 
stay at Caesars for one trip and deal with that host, just only play at Caesars. If you're going to go to Golden Nugget for a trip, only play at Golden Nugget. If 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 getting comped is your main goal, um, but I think that plan sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Yeah, and I think with as frequently as he's going, I mean, he's going once a month or more. It's not like if he goes one out of three or one out of four times to Caesars that that Golden Nugget's going to be like oh, we were expecting you, <laughs> right? Like, they're going to still see him as, as playing a lot at, at Golden Nugget. Uh, so I kind of thought about this a lot, and, and the one thing that I kept coming back to is, you know, you're, you're, just, you're not required to pledge your allegiance to one host, right? <laughs> and as often as, as Steve is going, uh, like we talked about, if you're playing at Caesars only part of that time, uh, he's going to reach diamond status soon enough uh, without ever having to worry about playing exclusively at one place, and once he's diamond at Caesars, he can get the status match at Borgata. Uh, at that point, he'd have the chairman card, which that's a pretty nice perk, just you know, right off the bat being given the elite status, which is there. Um, you know, there's another one below chairman that's not also not the base level. Uh, yeah, for the for the most part, for most of the casinos, the level you actually want is the third level. I think right. the only exception I can think of is Borgata. Right. So they just yeah they have red and black, and that's it. Right. Yep, uh, there is a level above black, but it's, I mean, it's like the equivalent of seven stars or whatever. I mean, it's its way up there. Right, so so at this at that point, you'd have Chairman at Golden Nugget, Diamond at Caesars, Harris, and Valleys, the black card at Borgata, and so that then you've got five of the eight casinos covered. Uh, yep. All that leaves... Which reminds me, I actually need to get, you. I can get, while we're there next week, I need to get uh, matched into Chairman's Club. Oh, you can get matched at Golden Nugget. Well, at least I haven't looked into it at all for over six months. But what it used to be is they will match you, but your card is only good for three months. Uh, and then you need to meet in those three months, you know, uh, basically whatever the play equivalent is to get Chairman's Club. You need to hit a quarter of that uh, to keep it for another year after that. But your your diamond's going to expire, so it's now or never. Correct. Yeah. So there's no reason for me not to get it this time. And then maybe if we go in like April or May or something, I'll have Chairman cool. at Golden Nugget. Uh, so so speaking of of doing status match, obviously when you get the status matched card, you're not going to get the same quality of comps as if you had earned it through play, right? Um, yeah. So in my experience, uh, definitely not. I mean, I, Actually, I don't have to say my experience. As a fact, you you will not get the same experience as or the same perks as if you had earned it. Uh, I've never really gotten great workout comps. I mean, I get all right comps. I get some weekdays comped. I get emails all the time saying weekdays that I can go up there and, and stay for free. But it's weekdays in Atlantic City, so that's not really that much of a perk, honestly. Um but yes, if you actually want to get like all the perks, like free room and board and stuff, you basically need to actually play there or have a relationship with a host. Right. So, um, I mean, part of that is also that, you know, you got the black card and then we still did a lot of our play at Caesars, like we talked about. You know, we still, right. um, you know, you had diamond status and black at the same time. Um, so I'm assuming for Steve's purposes, he's gambling enough that if he were to get the black card, get the free trip that comes, you're guaranteed, I think, a free trip, right? When you get the black you card. You get black? Yeah. So it, it depends. I did not get a free trip. Like, I didn't, and you're supposed to get a free room and some right. other stuff. But I already had a card at 
Borgata. If you're a new member and you get matched into black, uh, you get that stuff. If you are an existing red card member, you don't get any of it. Uh, At least that's how okay. it was when I got first status matched a couple years ago or whatever. Okay, so that's, that's interesting. I'm assuming that's because they already know a little bit. They already know I'm a sh- shit player. Right, so... If, but if you if you do have the option to get that free trip, and you go and like for Steve's purposes, if he goes and gambles the way he typically does at Golden Nugget or Caesars, but spends all his time at Borg on just that one trip, I'm assuming they're going to keep the free rooms coming. I would assume so. I mean, it's probably a little bit harder to get like a weekend free room at Borg than it is at uh, Caesar's property or Golden Nugget, but I, I don't know. That would just be me guessing. I mean, I certainly wouldn't know for sure. So, although I get, I get, you know, I haven't played that much at Borg at all, and I do get quite a few weekday rooms. And the other, so maybe that's maybe that's just not true. Yeah, I don't know. The other thing is that they're super generous with match play. Um, so I think they're generally speaking generous. I mean, I think they're kind of seen as the players' casino. Well, I mean, we talk about all the things that Borgata does right that the others don't don't do right, and add that to the list. So, again, I mean, this all goes back to that ADT, right? The average daily theoretical. Um, and we're kind of saying, basically, that it's not like you have to go to the same casino every time you go. But if you're really concerned about the comps, if what you really want to do is make sure that the, the casinos are treating you right, it's probably better to stick with one each trip. Is that is that accurate? I would think that's probably true. Um, unless... Unless you're like a local and you go there all the time, then it probably doesn't matter as much. Then it's more like just how much money you spend there. But yeah, if you're like an out-of-towner like us or like Steve or whatever, I would stick with... And you really care about comps, which, you know, I don't think we do, which is why we don't stick to one casino per trip. But if you if comps are what's important to you, you probably should stick to one casino per trip. Uh, so so that was that's just my, was my thoughts um, on that whole thing, was basically... If you're looking for the most pop- possible options, that's kind of the way to go. Get the diamond status, get your status matches. You'll have, you know, five of the eight casinos covered. You probably don't even care that much about the other three because they're Tropicana Resorts and, and Trump. And, you know, don't worry about sort of feeling disloyal to your host because you're still going to Golden Nugget often enough, probably, <laughs> that he's not going to feel offended. Uh, so one of the things that I was thinking about out of all this is – are we screwing ourselves by how much we bounce around? Like we go to the to Atlantic City and we don't stay at any one casino for more than like four hours, right? We go we bounce from casino to casino. That was one benefit of Total Rewards is you could bounce from Galleys to Caesars to Harrah's and still be getting comps in the same system. But you know, kind, kind I, I actually think the way Caesars does it is a little weird. I think there is some relation between their different casinos, but I don't think it's like completely the same system. I think they do kind of like somewhat separately separate your comps, but sure. Yeah, I agree with that because I think there was a while where I was gambling a lot at Caesars and my rates at Caesars were actually better than my rates for a very brief time were better than my rates at Bally's and, and Harris, which well, I I got my diamond at Caesars, and right now when I look for the Friday we're going a week from today, my rate is the best at Caesars right now. Ah, interesting. So I get what you'd expect, which is Bally's the cheapest, Harris, and then Caesars. But and Caesars is by far of those three casinos. I get 
uh, slot play at all three. Caesars is by far the most generous out of the three of them. Oh, wow. Well, I don't get shit from any of them for slot play. It's like, here's $5 on some day that you'll never be able to come. Yeah, I mean, so Bally's and Harris they tend to get either 5 or 10, and then Caesars will get anywhere between, like, 20 to 25 to 30, maybe. So are we, do you feel like we, you know, if we're leaving Caesars, should we really focus on one place, or do you kind of feel like, well, we're not really getting big comps anyway? how How much does it, so I have this, like, completely irrational, which I will fully admit, but... I don't like paying for hotel rooms. And it's like a totally irrational thing because it's not that expensive, honestly. And like, you know, what's the difference really between paying like, you know, $50 for a room and zero for a room? Well, I mean, the answer is $50. But, you know, if it was the difference between $50 and $100, I wouldn't bat an eye at it. But the difference between $50 and free seems like this humongous mountain that's just, it's impossible for me to not look at those two and just rate them wildly differently. So like that, my, my hang up is I really like getting free rooms, but honestly, if I want to be rational about it, like if we're having more fun by going to the different casinos and seeing what's there, then why would we tie ourselves down to one casino to try to save 50 bucks per trip on a room? Right. I mean, gambling relies on some irrationality as a baseline, right? (laughs) Uh, but I'm I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. We've talked about our our Vegas trips, how we end up in these insanely long email chains with our friends about which room should we go to, and and I'm always, you know, in my head, in my brain, I'm thinking like this is so dumb. We should just go to the nicest room because it's you know 120 bucks a night, and what you know if you're splitting that two or three ways, so what difference does it make? But in my head, I see that comp and I just want it. I I want it. <laughs> And and part of it, and I think I have to admit this to myself, is that I feel sort of this sense of, like, yeah, I am a high roller, which I'm not. I'm not at all. But I have earned these comps. They respect my play more than my friends who don't get these comps. So I don't want to use the deal that just anybody can find on the Internet on, like, tri- on whatever, uh, Hotels.com or whatever those – you know, hidden deal, travelocity type sites. I don't want that. I want, I want my comp, um, which is totally stupid. It's totally dumb, but that's, I, I, that's the way I think. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, like I said, I agree. I'm totally get hung up on comp. And like I said, the difference between comp and $50 seems like this, this mountain that's absolutely insurmountable. And the difference between 50 and a hundred dollars to me is basically zero. And it <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, well, that's our weird hangups. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about our upcoming trip and how we're going to break that down in a second. Just finishing up on the, the Steve portion, uh, he, he made a note that I have to comment on because I thought it was really funny. He said, my wife thinks we're insane because all my buddy and I talk about is gambling or golf. Uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming you're the same way. I talk about Atlantic City or Vegas. Um, well, there's no measure because my wife doesn't care about hearing about it at all. So I kind of feel like, you know, as soon as I bring it up, her brain probably just shuts off and she doesn't want to hear about it because why? what does she care? And I still can't stop myself. I just can't stop myself from bringing it up because, like, if there's something in my head and I'm thinking about it about Atlantic City or I'm thinking about something random about some game I want to play, I have to say it. It has to be verbalized, which is, again, 
so stupid, but um, so I can totally relate to where Steve's coming from there. I don't know if you have the same thing uh, with your wife, but I'm gonna guess. Maybe your maybe your filter is better than mine. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I have that problem. But my wife actually really likes Atlantic City and Vegas. So ah, uh, okay. Um, a slight difference. Yeah. So Steve asked us a couple questions, just specifics. Uh, what do we bet and what do we get in comps? Um, so basically just games and amounts is what he was asking. Uh, and I replied to this, replied in the email to tell him, but I figured we could go ahead and, and say it so others can know, um, you know, open up our bank accounts to, to other people. <laughs> so so what do you play? You know, what games do you play? What amounts do you typically play? When you walk into the casino, what are you looking for uh, seeking out on the casino floor? Oh, I don't know what you put for me, but I'll basically play anything. I like the, I like being in a casino and sitting down at a table and getting free drinks and just gambling. I mean, so I'll really play anything and everything. Uh, the places I'm most likely to be at any given time, probably a blackjack table or, you know, recently in the last couple of years since we've learned the rules, a tiles table. But, uh... I mean, I've been known to play craps. You know, I played quite a bit of craps last weekend when we were at the Horseshoe. Uh, played some Pygal poker at the Horseshoe. Um, you know, I you know that I played quite a lot of video poker. So I can really play anything. You and the the amounts. It's uh, you know, if there's a ten dollar blackjack table, I'm certainly not above going there and playing. But I tend to I'm fine with playing fifteen or twenty five dollar blackjack or whatever other games. Yeah, and I, I think you also change your, your bets more than I do. Like, if I'm sitting at a $10 blackjack table, my bet's not moving from $10. <laughs> eh, a little bit, but not a ton. <laughs> um, so I play... I would say I play vast majority of video poker. Um, you know, a 25-cent jacks are better, max coin. Um, so, you know, I'm not getting any kind of comps for that, really. And then, you know, if we go to Borg, I'll sit down and play tiles. You know, we've had three, four-hour tile sessions uh, at, at Borgata. And a big part of that's, like, the dealers are always great. The other players there are always fantastic, which is my big concern as, you know, a, 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 a white person sitting at the tiles table, which is typically a very Asian game. It's typically in the Asian room, and it's not in the Asian room at Borgata. Uh, or at least that table that we always end up at is not. Um, I guess, do they even have an Asian room, or is it just that wing is kind of the Asian section? At Borgata? Yes. They, uh, it's basically that wing, although they might have, a, like, a high-limit Asia room. Yeah, we... Actually, I think they do. We wouldn't need to know about that. No. <laughs> um, so... Uh, like, I like I know they have... I think they have real Baccarat at Borgata, which is, like, actually pretty rare for a place to have, like, proper Baccarat where everyone deals and stuff like uh, that. So, so one of the things about Borgata is that... Uh, when I sit down, you know, the other players at the table are very happy to look at my hand and sort of point out what I should be doing and what the houseway is versus what w they would do, and they have fun with it, whereas I've been to certainly Total Rewards properties where people are kind of like, ugh, this guy again, like, is taking too long. <laughs> uh, so that's a big reason that I really like Borgata, but that's kind of getting off the question. Um, it's pretty rare that I'll play even quarter blackjack. You know, if I'm playing blackjack, it's almost always 15 bucks um 
I play some Paiga Poker, which is usually, I guess, either 20 or 25, depending on the place, but you're not going to find limits lower than that anyway. Uh, and then as far as what I get for comps, you know, pretty much weekday rooms, I get $5, $10 slot play from Caesars. I'll get, you know, 25 or even $50 match play from Borgata, which is like, shocking because I've done so little gambling there compared to what I've done at Caesars. But... Uh, you know, I don't get that much. I get two-for-one buffets, which is like a throwaway. Uh, and so not really that much in the way of comps. I don't know. Do you do better at, at Total Rewards than that? Do you get better match play or better slot play or food offers or anything? Um, so the match play I tend to get, or the, uh, I, I get slot play at Total Rewards. Um, so locally at the Horseshoe, I tend to get $10 anytime I go. Uh, it's Bally's and Harris. It's usually either five or ten, and at Caesars, it's like twenty-five normally. So not a lot, but something. So, so one of the things that I'm really interested in, and this is a good segue into our trip. Uh, I just like to thank Steve again for for the emails. Him and I have actually been emailing back and forth a decent amount. But but getting into our trip that is now a week away, as we've mentioned, I'm very excited. Uh, is I'm very interested to see. You know, if we go one place for a day and basically say we're going to spend our most of our day uh, at whatever casino it is, whether it's Tropicana or uh, Borgata or any of the others, what we get out of that. And and it, part of it is kind of, um, you know, we're not a real clean study because we've gambled at all these places before and we have players cards at all these places before. So it's not like we're coming in clean with with as total unknowns <laughs> and they're going to comp us based on our one day's play. But like my Tropicana card is inactive. I just found out. And I actually, I tweeted them saying like your site's down. And then the next day I tried to log in and it said your, your account's been deactivated because <laughs> I haven't been <laughs> in so long. So, um, so sorry, Tropicana. Um, so I'm interested to see how that works. Uh, and one of the things, the funny thing about, Tropicana especially is I've a couple of times gone in there for like 10 minutes. Like I've, I've used their bus terminal or something and I've played video poker for 10 or 15 minutes and put my card in like a moron. Um, and so one of the things that I was really wondering is like, does that just crush your ADT or do they see this really brief session and say like, well, that's an outlier. Let's get rid of it. Or are they like, you're clearly staying somewhere else. Like go screw off. We don't even want you here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm probably not the right person to ask because I, I don't really know, but I would guess that it's not good for your ADT. Oh, yeah. If, you, if you're if you going to gamble somewhere for five minutes, I wouldn't put your card in. Right, and that is just my OCD, is I feel like I have to have my card in. And I think I had this idiotic, idiotic idea that's like, I want them to know that I'm alive and maybe they'll send me offers. And it's like, that's not how it works, you moron. Um, so, so I'm interested to see if I can sort of rectify that situation if we do end up spending our time at TROP. So so our trip, we are going Friday to Saturday, a one-night trip. So so what do you want to do? Uh, starting, I guess, with which casino do we want to focus on, since I don't think we ever really set our, our sights on one place. I don't know. What do you, I mean, we've been talking about TROP a lot. Do we want to do that, or do we want to do... I would say TROP or BORG, probably, right? Yeah, I mean the Borg's generosity is 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 a a real draw. Um, 
Tropicana, I just I like the casino a lot, and I don't spend much time there. Um, listening or sort of reading about Steve's treatment at, at Golden Nugget has me interested in giving Golden Nugget another shot. I know we neither of us really came away feeling great about Golden Nugget's casino floor when we were there last time. Um, Although if you're going to go get a chairman card, we'll we'll give it a clearly, you know, <laughs> we'll at least give it right. another so, two minutes. So I do have to say, I, I do want to at least go to the trap this trip and talk to them about getting a gold card. I don't know if they're going to give it to me or not, but I've seen rumors on forums online that people have gotten one in the past. And I do want to go to a gold nugget and get a chairman card using my diamond card while I still have it for the next month. Because this will be my last trip to Atlantic City as a diamond member. So are we are we saying we are focusing on a couple of casinos, or are we just going to go back to our ways of bouncing around all over the place? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I think that if we want to try to see if we get comps at a different casino, we should focus on it. If we don't really care, then we can just play at a bunch of different casinos. Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it's going to be sort of going which way the wind blows us. You know, if we're if we go to Tropicana and we are really enjoying it, then we can stay there. Right. We are kind of not feeling it or losing or, you know, don't love the renovations. We can bail and try another place. So, so I, I don't know if we've talked about this yet on the podcast. I know we at least talked about it before we went on the air, but uh, you know, we we haven't gotten comps yet for our trip in a week, but we are both pretty confident that Monday or Tuesday we're going to get that Friday comp on the Caesars website. Uh, where would you want to stay, assuming I can stay in any of the three Caesars locations? Uh, I mean, ideally, I would I would like to see the Bally's Jubilee Rooms, the new Jubilee Rooms. Uh, I So, I have been checking, and there were a bunch of rooms available in all the casinos. Uh, like, if I checked mo- like last Monday for today um or checked if i check monday for today but the jubilee rooms were not one yeah. of them um but it was like everything else in bally's and it was everything in harrah's like everything there is even a, like a couple suites in harrah's and i was even getting the comp suites in their atrium suites which i think used to be for diamond members only <laughs> right uh so that's and i got a, i didn't get the Centurion Tower in Caesars, but I got a couple of the other ones. It was it wasn't only Atrium, or whatever or Temple or whatever the bad one is. Yeah, I mean, I think with Caesars it kind of comes down to which rooms you're getting in which casino. So like the Dennis Tower has renovated rooms and Bally's. So if it's between Dennis Tower rooms and Atrium Tower rooms at Caesars, I would take the Dennis Tower rooms. I've never actually stayed in the Dennis Tower. Me neither. I mean, I, yeah, me neither. I've only stayed in the Bally's, the big. I mean, we've. There. It's like quintessential Atlantic City. It's like what you see when you're on the boardwalk or you like you pull up in the bus and it's like got the terrible facade. It's, it's and... a great facade. I love that facade. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I love that facade. I mean, I feel like it's something that we have to do, right? And it certainly can't be worse than when we stayed in the Claridge when oh, it was no. owned by Valleys. No. Um, so I would be I would be interested in staying in the Dennis Tower. That's actually what I had booked in January for my anniversary that we ended up having to cancel. Um, although you know if a Centurion Tower room comes up, it's going to be really hard to turn that down. Um, right. I get, I would prefer I think one of those two casinos over Harrah's just because we stayed at Harrah's last time. Even if Waterfront Tower is open, 
Because I was getting waterfront. It's, I guess, again, it depends. You know, if it's waterfront versus, like, crappy Bally's rooms versus crappy Temple Tower rooms, then I'm going to want to, then I'll, you know, waterfront's going to win. But Yeah, I mean, the big problem with Harrah's is it's like, we kind of have to finish our night out at Harrah's if we're at Harrah's, right? right? Whereas if we're on the boardwalk, we can finish our night out at any casino on the boardwalk and just walk back. Yeah, so so I'm pushing, I'll, I'll push for boardwalk on that. Uh, I mean, we could always get a cab or something, so we don't have to, but... That's true, Uber. Uh, so so what else? What do you want to do? Uh, what do you, is there anything specific that you want to do on your trip? Uh, is it just wander around, gamble? Yeah, I mean, since we're now officially, uh, this is our first trip to Atlantic City since we've become... Uh, Atlantic City celebrities in our own minds. <laughs> we should uh, at least walk around and see some of the new stuff they've done so we can talk about it in a competent manner and uh, see what they're doing. Yeah, so I, you know, I've actually, since I'm OCD or something, I don't know if I can really say I'm OCD, but I, like, have made lists. Like, I think of things that I want to do, and I'll put them in a Google spreadsheet and be like, oh, I really should make sure I do this. And I never do any of those things, but I do make lists like a weirdo. Um and it, especially since I've been listening to more gambling and and Vegas podcasts and kind of heard them talk about things that they like, and I've kind of been thinking like, oh, you know, I never really think about that, or I've kind of always just thought like that sounds dumb, but when these people talk about it, I'm actually kind of excited about it. So one of the big things is video poker at a video poker bar, which usually is not where the best video poker is, although... B-Bar at the Borgata, which is like their sort of central bar, does have v- good video poker, according to vpfree2.com. Um, a great website, by the way. Anyone who is interested in video poker at all, you have to go to vpfree2.com. Yeah, just really great for finding where good machines are. Um, 10 North Lounge is a new video poker bar and kind of lounge. I mean, it has lounge in the name. <laughs> at Tropicana. Uh they, I think, do not have good video poker. Tropicana, according to VP Free, does not have very good video poker, period. Although in 2015, they were named best video poker, uh, place to play video poker in Atlantic City by, like, Casino Player Magazine or something like that. So, um... Trap, trap, I mean, I'm looking now, has decent, has nine sex jacks or better. But only the dollar, right? Yeah, that's fine. Ah, man, dollars. You wish for my blood, Kyle. I mean, that's I made diamond by playing five thousand spins of two dollar. Uh, so that was one thing I, I mentioned. Um, you know, there are a couple of the Vegas podcasts that talk about this a lot, like playing video poker at a video poker bar. Part of it's just the D uh, has a couple of big video poker bars, and they're always talking about that. Obviously, the D is very far from uh, Atlantic City. It's in downtown. Yeah, we're probably Las not going to go there on Friday. <laughs> um, I would also be interested in hanging out a bar at a bar that does not have gambling. Although I'm pretty sure I won't do that. <laughs> um, well, we could go to the New Bally's bar we talked about. That's true. Yeah, I'd go hang out there. Sure, why not? Um, the kind of fake Coyote Ugly. It's so cheap. And they they raised all the prices by a dollar, and it's still insanely cheap. Like, it used to be $2 beers, and I think now it's $3 beers. But still, $3. I mean, that's like, it's nothing. Uh, again, on the video poker kick, so I've been playing a lot of videopoker.com. I don't know if you ever use videopoker.com. I'm not familiar with it, no. So it's basically just a video poker um, 
site that has all the games, and it's like... Does it tell you when you make a mistake? It does if you pay for it, which I do, because I want to know, even though it hasn't really improved my play at all. Um, So one of the games, though, is Barnyard Poker, which I actually found out about through Wizard of Odds, because they posted a... um, a review of it before it made it to any of the Atlantic City casinos. And it, I, so I played that on videopoker.com, and it's really fun. It's really stupid um, in a fun way, where these little animals, as you get pairs on your – pairs are better on your bottom hand. It's like a multiplay, I think, three or five. Um, I think it's three. It's three hands. And your bottom hand, if you get a pair or better, there are two animals if you're betting max coin, and they sort of inflate – and as they get bigger and bigger, they get to like a multiplier, and eventually they explode and get and cascade multipliers down your three hands, and so that's how you win big money. Um, and so basically, the advice is like, don't leave a table when you've got a big multiplier, don't leave a machine when you've got a big multiplier, and if you see a machine open that has a big multiplier, like go sit at it. I'm sure it's significantly worse for you than normal jacks are better, uh, but it's fun in a weird way, even though it's just basically typical video poker. And they, I know they have it at Golden Nugget and at Borgata. Tropicana doesn't list their slots on their site, so I don't know about them. But that's something I'd be interested in doing. Uh, I'd really like to play more roulette, roulette and craps. Um, I don't know if it's just the, from the emails to Steve, but something about higher variance you know, is pulsing through my veins, and I want to do something a little higher variance than... Pie gal poker and and twenty five cent video poker. <laughs> uh, you know me, man. I love craps, but it can be. I mean, you're gonna win or lose a lot of money fast. Yeah, and I've I've actually never had a losing session in craps, and I'm worried that when I do, it's just gonna be it's gonna be bad. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's one of the things. Um, I sort of been playing roulette on my phone and. You know, when it's fake chips, you don't get the same sense of danger of just a realization of just how fast things can go bad. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, if you bet, you know, 20 bucks on black or red and then spread 10 bucks around in the in the numbers, like you're not going to get hurt that bad that fast. But that's still, you know, 30 bucks. Right. You're just guaranteeing that you lose a little bit of money every hand. Right. So, uh, oh, and also Atlantic City has the like split money bet, I think. So my understanding is that if you bet like 20 bucks on black or red or um, odds evens and zero or double zero comes up, you actually get half your bet back, which actually makes it not a bad bet. Like it cuts the house edge on those in half because that's, that's what the house edge is. So, um, right. But the inside is still atrocious. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. But the inside's fun, man. That's when you play. Yeah, the inside's the best part. I mean, when you I play for the inside. I don't play to play odd or even. Right, I mean, that's when you... Or red or black. When you play all your, you know, Orioles Hall of Famers numbers and stuff like that. Uh, and that's that's a good time. So, so I'm interested in doing that. I don't know if you have any interest in playing roulette, you know. Uh, I mean, if you're playing, I'll play. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I have interest, but... I'll be social. I'll do it. Yeah, and then and other than that, just some of the new stuff, you know, renovations at TROP. I haven't been since they did last summer's updates. Um, so I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the Boardwalk Saloon, like we mentioned, although I'm kind of expecting disappointment. <laughs> uh, 
And then some of the other new stuff, um, Chickies and Pete's at Tropicana is opened last summer. It's kind of a big sports bar food place. Uh, I think it's based in Philly. That's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, and then what about local joints, non-casino places? Um, I would say if we, if the what I would want to do if we did something is, I mean, we could go get dinner somewhere or something like that. So do you have a place that you're thinking of dinner or are you... I mean, the place I'd always kind of like to see because it's famous is Chefola's, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there. I've, I've honestly, you know, as shameful as this is for someone who has a podcast about Atlantic City, I've never been to White House. Yes, yeah, so that's on my list. White I've, House subs, which is supposed to be fantastic. Um, I mean, I again, you know, it's something that we've talked about for years and never made it. Uh, the other one that I see all the time and hadn't thought about until they declared bankruptcy <laughs> is Tony's Baltimore Grill, which looks like this really weird divey bar that supposedly serves pretty good pizza, and it's right behind the Tropicana. Yep. So I'd be sort of interested in popping in there. It's possible that I'd pop in and be like, just getting by, <laughs> like <laughs> run back to the quarter and, and <laughs> go to Rira or whatever. Um, yes. But it looks, yeah, looks good. good. Oh, yeah, it is good. We've been several times. Uh, I like me some uh, Irish bar food. So anything else? Any games, restaurants, bars, non-casino stuff, any of that that you're really dying to do or you just want to go and experience it and... Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I think you're a lot more of a planner than I am, so I just kind of go, and it's kind of wherever the wind blows me. So the problem with being a planner is that I break those plans with great frequency. Which makes you wonder why you waste your time being a planner. Yeah, and and another thing about that is we've talked about my gastro issues at the end of trips, <laughs> and I think part of it, is, especially in Vegas, is that I don't get to Vegas very often, so I plan, I think about all these things I want to do. And then the last day gets there, and it's like, shit, I haven't done any of this. Or I've got, you know, 60 hours worth of stuff that I want to do in the next 24 hours, and then that, that gives me great anxiety, and then I don't feel good. So, so yeah, maybe I should just, you know, delete all my spreadsheets. But yeah. But I think with Atlantic City, I'm much better about it where I don't feel like I have to do this. Like, if I don't go to Tony's Baltimore Grill, I'm not going to be like, ah, that was my chance, and I missed it. Um, so I'm not going to worry about it. I don't worry about it as much with Atlantic City's Vegas. So, uh, Craig, I don't want you to have to add something else to your list, but so since we we're talking about BP Free, I went there. It looks like Caesars is a brand new, basically 100% return, double Joker Wild game that is full comps, and it's a quarter. How is that possible? I have no idea how to play Double Joker Wild, but I, that sounds right up your alley. Right, so it's not actually 100% return because I have no idea how to play it. Right. <laughs> um, although I have, you know... You can learn in, a, in the next week. Yeah, I I'm could, sure it's on videopoker.com, right? I'm sure it is. Find out what I'm doing wrong. Um, and then, in the process, forget everything I know about how to play jacks are better. Uh, jacks are better, super easy. I'm sure you won't forget it. Yeah, except I'm still usually in like 96% as far as getting hands right. Uh, although the hands that I get wrong, I'm sure, are like extremely insignificant. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, ace. do you keep ace-two-five suited or do you keep like an ace and a king? Like that kind of stuff. I'm sure that doesn't make a huge difference. 
Yeah, so let's see. There's there's three different three to a straight flushes, and that I think is type three, which is the worst. Right. So, but you do keep Ace King. You do no Ace two five. Type three straight three to a straight flush is better than two high cards. Yes, it is. Yeah. Unless videopoker.com is wrong, which is possible. No, that's probably not. So do you have anything else to add on our trip, our plans? We'll obviously come back with a full report. Yeah, we'll let you know exactly what we did and how everything went, and we'll probably have some fairly interesting information. We'll find some stuff out about at least status matching and a few other things at a couple different casinos, and we can report back on how the new Bart Valleys is. And, and there's not a 0% chance that we end up drinking... And going to the Diamond Lounge and just playing at Caesars and Valleys, right? Uh, I would say that, yeah, it's definitely not zero percent. Because we, I mean, I've I've been to the Caesars Diamond Lounge and it's kind of meh in my opinion. The Valleys Diamond Lounge is amazing. Yeah, so you know, we talk about like we're going to the Harris Diamond Lounge. I do want to go to the Harris Diamond Lounge. Yeah, we should make it a point to do that. Since I only have diamond for, you know. Ten more minutes. A month. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we do talk about sort of like, we're going to go to the Diamond Lounge and then we're just going to go straight to another casino. But, you know, who knows if the craps table will call and, you know, that walk along the boardwalk is not going to be so enticing <laughs> after a few beers yeah. at the Diamond Lounge, which is... If it's like, uh, you know, I think tomorrow, at least here, I don't know what it's going to be like up near you, but I think the high is like 17 or something. Yep, so same. if it's like that, I'm sure I'm not really going to go want to walk from Bellies to Trop or something. It's when you get the pushcart guys. No, it's, I don't <laughs> want the pushcart guy. So unless you have anything else to add, I think we can go ahead and close it up there right around an hour. Right around an hour. Yep. So you can find our podcasts. Uh, you can comment on our podcast. We now have a comment form. Uh, we are in the process of building a forum. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that until it's actually up, but we're working on it. Uh, at doforawin.com. You can find us on iTunes by searching Do For A Win or Atlantic City. We're the first podcast series that comes up when you search for Atlantic City on iTunes. You yeah. can comment to us or interact with us or follow us on Twitter at Do For A Win. And you can email win at gmail.com, and we will respond and possibly talk about what you have to say on the show. If if you don't mind, uh, I want to give another shout-out. Uh, so we shout-out Steve all the time because he was he's the only person who has utilized win at Gmail. But uh, I just want to shout-out to Mike, who I believe was our first-ever real listener that has interacted with us on Twitter, right? Yes, he's interacted with us, with, with us several times on Twitter. Um, I, I think he was the first, too. So Yes, he was the first person to say, like, hey, I'm listening to the podcast and I enjoy it. So that was, like, the yeah. the pioneer. Um, and I think he, he sent us, you know, he tried to get our name out there and sent us to a few different uh, other podcasts. So thank you very much, Mike. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah, so so you too can get your name on the podcast by uh, shilling <laughs> our shilling our content. Do you have anything else, Greg? No, that's it. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be in Atlantic City next week, and we'll be back the week after that with uh, the full report. All right. Yeah, we'll have a lot to talk to you guys about in two weeks. You know, if you need to leave earlier than that, I can leave or 
stay to my outlet shopping (laughs) for a few minutes and then leave. Honestly, you could do that while I'm at the table because it seems like I always want to gamble more than you anyway.